episode of the Branded Life podcast with me, your host, April Gregory. I'm your branded marketing strategist and the founder of Wonder Woman Marketing. So this is a new journey. Welcome to this new journey. This is something new. Today, we're going to define personal branding. I'm really just introducing um, this podcast in, I don't know where we're going. I just know where we're starting. And I know with every episode, I'm going to be talking about the evolution of personal branding and how it has evolved for me as a person, as a professional, um, as a coach, as a consultant, um, how I see it evolving for clients. And um, I do see it as a lifestyle thing. Personal branding is building because I see it as mission-based work, uh, purpose-driven. So when you are building a business, it consumes a lot of your time and attention and focus. And so um, because of that, it, it becomes your lifestyle. At least that's what it's, it's done for me. And so the Branded Life podcast, here we are. That's where we're starting from. I'm coming from a very, um, again, purpose-driven, mission-driven place. And so thank you for showing up and listening and um, let's define personal branding. So personal, I like Seth, one of Seth Godin's definitions. He said, personal branding is a set of stories. Stories, expectations, relationships, experiences that when taken together account for whether or not a person is going to do business with you, whether they're going to do an exchange with you. So it's it's experience, memories, stories, relationships. So to me, there's depth in those things. Memories, that means more than one time. What's the memories that you're creating in this world with people, with clients, as you show up online? Stories. What story are you telling about yourself, your personal brand, your life, um, what you've gone through, um, good, bad, or indifference? The stories. So you hear stories. People say um, your your story is your brand, and not necessarily, right? So your story helps to and create and shape your brand. Your story. Um, we're gonna do an episode on story. I think that's the episode number three is on stories. Um, so your stories. That happens over time. And so you want to pull the juice out, the lessons out, um, the things, the warnings, you know, sometimes you, it's something you did. It's a warning. It's not necessarily a success story. It's a warning. Don't do that. Right. I heard somebody say, and it, it made me cringe. It said, um, if you're not on Instagram, you don't have, have a brand. And that's not true. She said, if you don't have a, if you're not on Instagram, you're not, you're, you don't have a brand. You're not a brand. You are a brand, honey. You are a brand. So a brand is the essence it's the memory, stories, relationships, expectations. You have memory, stories, relationships, expectations separate from Instagram. There are people that are engaging with you on a day-to-day basis, I hope. Now, we're in a pandemic. So um, the engagement factor is down in terms of um, personal, unless you live with folk. If you live with folk, you're engaging with them. You have a brand with them. There are memory, stories, relationships, expectations that when they think about you, they have certain expectations of you. They have, they expect you to be a certain way. They expect you to show up a certain way. Why? Because that's how you've shown up for them, right? Think about your best friend. Your best friend has a brand. What do you like about them, right? What do you like about them? What do you love about them? Why are you in relationship with them? People are in relationship with you for their very own reasons. It's personal to them. It's what's in it for them that you're giving to them. You're doing that without Instagram, without Facebook, without YouTube, without LinkedIn. Social media is our amplification tool and we love them for it, right? We love these platforms. These platforms are getting us through the hardest times of our lives. We're able to imagine if we couldn't connect digitally and we had to be on the phone with people in real time talking to them. We waste a lot of time talking on the phone, right? Because we need connection. And so social media is an amplification tool. So you are a brand right now. Now, you might not be where you want to be and that's where the, you look at the gap. Where are you? Versus where, 
you want your brand to be. Where is your brand right now versus how it's perceived? And the only way you know how it's perceived is if you ask them, you ask people how they see you out there. And there's a way that we do that for, for branding purposes, right? So it's real data that you can use to shorten that gap, to fill the gap from where you are to how you want to be perceived or even how to use the perceptions of to, to your advantage because people perceive you a certain way now. But if you don't know what that is, you can't use it to your advantage, right? All right. So remember that when you think about branding, it's the fabric. That's layers. That's layers in um, experiences over time. And we know somebody can have one experience with you. You can show up one time and they have a perception of you. But you can also work on creating the perception that you want to create deliberately. And I'm not talking about faking the funk. I'm talking about being strategic in how you deliver yourself to the world. That's that strategy, that um, really ownership, you taking ownership of your brand, you taking ownership of how you show up in the world. And then I also wanted to share with you this story. So, you know, I've been doing this a while. And so before, so when I first started in business, I was, I was marketing concepts unlimited, marketing concepts unlimited. And just like I said, I wanted to give unlimited concepts. I was market. I, I didn't do the execution or implementation work for the client. The most I did was uh, the planning stuff. The planning, I like planning, I like mapping, I like road mapping, I like mapping it out. I love whiteboards and sticky notes and everything like that, right? And so I love doing that part, but I did not execute uh, on the brand. And so Marketing Concepts Unlimited was sufficient. The other thing I did um, when I first started this journey as a coach consultant is I chose industry. So people want to know how to choose your industry. I chose industries that I can relate to. I knew something about and I love them. So I love teachers. I love educators. I love teachers. I love beauty people. I love people in the beauty space, uh, spa, salon, hairstylists, makeup artists. Those were my people. I understood when you grow up in a black neighborhood as a black girl, I, I don't know what your nationality is and I don't know how often anybody else go to the salon, but we went, I went to the hair salon every single week. Right. And before that, before going to the salon, you got your hair done pretty regularly, um, with the straightening comb. Right. So you either sitting in a chair, getting your hair, uh, corn roll braided or straightening <laughs> or hair rollers or something. It was, it's a big deal. So I understood that industry. And so as I pursued marketing, I was mentally applying concepts to industries that I knew and understood. That is actual, that is a way for you to go. If you're starting out and you're not sure which way to go, you can cherry pick from what you know about who you know um, and start to build your relationship. And that's, that's marketing. Um, not necessarily branding per se. I just felt the need to share that with you. And so when I started, I was marketing concepts unlimited. And because I love educators, I started uh, getting work with administrators. I've gone into school districts and done work with school systems. I've done work with private schools. And so my business name didn't translate. And so the container for my brand was my business name, Marketing Concepts. And I was like, oh, this doesn't work. So I hired a um, strategist and a strategist, a consultant. I liked her a lot. I went to a, a workshop at Rutgers University and she was there and I liked her. I hired her. She, um, We came up with AG Marketing and Consulting Group. So AG Marketing, because I wasn't letting go of my marketing um, work and the consulting group dealt with that. And of course, you know how people are. Some people say, what are you consulting in? And, and that's okay. When they ask questions, I, I, I took it as, okay, this is an opportunity for me to educate them on the kind of consulting I do. And sometimes it's based on the conversation or where we are. If we're out networking and I know you're an engineer, then I'm going to kind of try to tailor it to 
that. So I had that name. And then after a while, AG, when somebody said, what's the name of your company? AG Marketing and Consult. I say it like what, you know, no, 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 off, no, no love, no, no excitement. It was like AG Marketing and Consulting Group, AG Marketing and Consulting Group. I was like, oh, I wasn't feeling my name, but I thought, okay, here you go, eight, wanting to change your mind again. Here you go, being indecisive. Um, you know, I started the negative talk to myself about changing the name, not really uh, knowing that my name was, it was time. It was time for a name change. And so fast forward, I go down to Ted McGrath's event in LA. I go to Ted McGrath's event and it's about speaking. But as a sidebar, I met up with some of my spiritual friends, my energy medicine geeks, and we were geeking out on uh, energy healing, the, that that sort of stuff, right? I'm, I'm so woo, yeah. And so as we were leaving, one of the persons I didn't know, I met her there for the first time. As we were leaving, she said, here, April, here's a book. I want you to take this book. So she gave me the book and I was like, okay. You know, I was like, I don't need another book to read. I got plenty to read. Anyway. Uh, she gave me the book, and on the plane ride home, I read the book. Now, inside of me, remember, I'm I'm struggling with my business name. I don't even like saying that my business is AG Marketing and Consulting Group. She gives me this book. The book was by um, Master um, Master Shaw. That's his name. That's his face. Doctor and Master Shaw. So this Asian man, and his work is all about the soul. And so in the book, there was a chapter on naming your business. So I open the book, I get on the plane. So talk about synchronicities, right? So start looking for the synchronicities for your brand. Look for the synchronicities. So I was like, okay. He said specifically, the reason why the name of your business is so important is because your business has a soul. He said, your business has a soul and your business is wanting to uh, be represented in a certain way. And that name needs to contain the way your soul is trying to show up through your business. Ah! Mind blown. I was like, oh my God, this is so woo. This is so up my alley. So I was like, oh my God. So in that moment, the answer was coming to me. And so I marinated on what he said and read all of what he said. And he went into saying how, you know, there are a group of people waiting for you based on the soul of your business wants to show up. You know, he was talking that talk. And I was captivated by it. And so I knew, okay, I'm getting a name change. I'm getting an upgrade. I'm getting an upgrade in my name. And so I started to play around with the con the idea of what he was saying in the book to my branding process. And I just just was letting it take its take its course because I see branding as this self-discovery. It's it's an uncovering, so to speak. You don't really make it up. You can, people do that and they, they can thrive. There's so many ways to skin a cat, but the way I work and the way I do it and have done it is through the process of, so you have to be super creative and there are some really creative people that can you know come up with all these things and for your brand and give you that. But in my way that I work, it comes forward and speaks to you and tell you who it is, right? Yeah, I love that. So of course it would happen to me. Everywhere, I, now this is the year, so the name of my business now is Wonder Woman Marketing. And uh, this was the, right before Wonder Woman Marketing, I mean Wonder Woman, the movie came out. They started early marketing, but before that people started calling me Wonder Woman. They just call me Wonder Woman. Now I am a Wonder Woman fan, Have been at, she was my superhero as a kid. Uh, but I don't outwardly show it. Like we are a Marvel household, we, wa we watch superhero movies, but... 
there was no way that I, I wasn't showing that. But people started calling me Wonder Woman. Um, they started uh, promoting the movie. So we started seeing uh, Wonder Woman. And the thing that really uh, sealed the deal is I went to the post office and they had Wonder Woman stamps on sale. I still have some from back then. Uh, I, I actually buy a lot of stamps. <laughs> I buy a lot of stamps, but they had these on sale. I bought a bunch of them at the time and I just stopped um, using them to keep to hold on to those. Uh, so I got the stamps. I left the post office and it was like just suddenly an immediate knowing happened inside of me that I knew, oh, I Wonder Woman marketing. And I got so excited. I had this really dramatic experience. Oh, oh my God, this is so good. This is so great. Oh my God, Wonder Woman marketing. It felt so amazing inside. And I also got scared because it felt like a bigger container for me, um, Wonder Woman marketing. And then I got scared again because it was like, oh, can I even say that? Call Use Wonder Woman marketing as my company name. Of course, I did reach out to an attorney and they did confirm that, you know, I can use that as my business name. And so that was, that was a process for me. And even as I went on, I get so tickled or people love the name or how they respond to it. And so I was concerned about this container, but the container was asking, the soul of the business was asking for something else, me to show up bigger, for me to um, hold a bigger space for more. And I had to be willing to answer that. And so that was part of the journey for me and going through a name change, um, being able to create and hold a bigger container because the soul of the business was asking for that from me. Can you imagine that? Isn't that awesome? And, it, and so in um, some of his other work, Dr. Shaw's work, I went out and I went, I, I went a little mad. Let me show you the books I have of him. These are not all of them either. Look at this. If you're on YouTube, you can see these books. So I have one and two. So this one has Dow one and two. I was really interested in this idea. Here's one. Uh, this idea of the soul, right? That's one. So I, I kind of bought all of his work and use it as reference. Some of it is good read-throughs. Um, but if you're not into Dow and um, energy and divine healing, he has a big body of work, a big following. Um, but I was really interested in this soul he the way he talked about the soul uh intrigued me it got me interested in learning about it and then in one of his books he says there's a, a divine contract you have with with people they're going to show up because you've already agreed this business that's trying to express itself to you has already agreed to serve them and so that's really woo woo and out there for some of you but imagine thinking about you developing your personal brand for the purpose of serving people and it's already a divine kind of setup already a divine contract so our human minds can't even understand that because we operate in a linear time zone like we we don't understand it we're not taught to think of it in that way um and i remember i used to think that um, my business wasn't divine and that it wasn't about God wasn't interested in that for me. He was more just interested in my soul in terms of uh, hell and heaven. And then I learned so much more about that. So I didn't really intend to go down that, go uh, deep into this divine and make it real spiritual. But I, I do have, we all are spirits. We live in a body and um, we have a soul. And so the work that we do is, uh, it can be, every business can be purpose-driven and actually it should be, right? I can't think of a business that's not purpose-driven and serving that. It's beyond just even a, a waste management company. It's beyond just picking up trash. It's service. It's service. We are service-driven society. And so 
how we show up in our businesses and the, the container we create for it is, in, is important. And so I like Seth Godin's definition or that particular definition, a brand is a set of uh, expectations, memory stories, relationships that when taken together account for whether or not a person is going to do business with you. The container that you hold, the space that you hold for your business is important. The name that you carry for your business is important. And you could be here and then transition to somewhere else. We evolve. And so as we evolve, our brand, so the core of our work stays the same, but we evolve and become better and better. And so that's why the branded life even came into existence because it's a movement. It's moving. You're moving, um, moving something forward and then it becomes much bigger than yourself and so we'll also deal with different parts of branding because there is something important about getting this part right so that you can sell the brand how do you sell the brand when the brand is you you're completely sold on the brand you're completely sold on the brand how do you sell the brand if it's your job to sell it and you don't believe it and well you got to get yourself you got to validate the brand you got to figure out where the gaps in the brand not ignore them identify them deal with them and still operate and offer yourself from an honest place, offer the business service from an honest place. Even if you're working for somebody, if you're working for a company or within a company, your personal brand matters and the company brand matters. So, so the, there's that branding work that needs to be considered at that time. So thank you for joining me in this first episode of the Branded Life podcast. Please check out uh, the next one is the 10 reasons why, and, and they're really, really good. So check it out. And you can also check this podcast out at wonderwomanmarketing.com forward slash the podcast or podcast. I'm not sure, but I'll put the link here and or it'll be up on the screen. <laughs> and you can see this video on YouTube. Also, you can download the 10 ways to build a powerful personal brand. Until next time. Ciao. Wonder Woman.